On today's episode of the Lucas Miles Show, I had the opportunity to sit down with actress Jennifer Taylor. Jennifer is a tremendous actress, and we had a chance to talk about her new film, God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness, which releases in theaters everywhere on Good Friday, March 30th, 2018. You've seen Jennifer in films like The Waterboy, Rumor Has It. She's also appeared on Shameless, NCIS, Burn Notice, one of my personal favorites. And she also played across from actor Charlie Sheen on CBS's hit show, Two and a Half Men, for several seasons. Before we go into the interview with Jennifer, here is a sample from the trailer of God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. St. James Church has become a beacon of violence and controversy. And it has no place on Hadley University campus. How you doing? I'm okay. It's kind of weird. Somebody burns your church down, but you're okay. How do we actually know that our values are any more valid than anyone else's? I don't understand, Lord. Seems like you're the one much is being asked of this time. This was my father's church, and it's not for sale. We cannot respond to hate with more hate. You don't get to play innocent. You did this. What you're doing, it's against the law. It's okay to be broken, Dave. That means God's still shaping you. The whole world knows what the church is against, but it's getting harder and harder to know what it's for. What am I doing wrong? I had a chance to see God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness a few weeks back. I know you're really going to enjoy it. Make sure and check it out. In the meantime, though, here's my interview with actress Jennifer Taylor. My guest today is actress Jennifer Taylor. Jennifer, it's good to have you on the program. Oh, thank you for having me. Let's just kind of get this out there right at the start because I think that, you know, this is really exciting. There's a there's a film that you're part of that a lot of our audience is going to be familiar with the franchise. A little film called God's Not Dead that blew up into a giant kind of phenomenon, you know, really worldwide. And you're part of God's Not Dead 3. Is that correct? Yes. God's Not Dead, A Light and Darkness. A light and darkness. I really am curious on, you know, you've been part of, you've been in the industry for a while, and I would love to kind of hear your story of how did you, you know, go from, was it growing up in, born in New Jersey to ending up in Hollywood, really playing a lead role here in a, in a major feature film? The journey was pretty much backwards. I mean, growing up in New Jersey, you know, my dad is a first-generation American or second-generation. He moved from Italy, you know, grocery store manager, no connections to the business. And when I was like in second grade, after I saw Annie on Broadway, I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I might as well have said, oh, I want to go to the moon because there, there was really no path there. And I grew up, down, we moved down to South Florida. I grew up there. And then I started modeling when I was like 16. So that was kind of, okay, I'm inching closer, I'm inching closer, but I still had no clue. 
And then the, I, like I booked a commercial and then the first movie I ever did was wild things. Like my first ever like acting. So it was a pretty big budget movie. And I'm like, you know what? I should probably learn how to act. So <laughs> and then I started taking classes and reading books and everything. You know, then I just, I got out here to Los Angeles. I, I didn't come out here until I was 25. I met my husband when I was 17, but we didn't get married right away. So after we got married and he finished school, then we moved out to Los Angeles. I thought, oh, I'll move out to Los Angeles and in six months, then we can move back to Florida. They'll fly me back and forth. I had no clue. <laughs> so that didn't happen. And then I was pregnant with my second child. And I just, I really had to think, I'm like, okay, is one or two guest stars a year and really struggling, is this worth it? Is, is it worth this, this career? At that point, I really wasn't that close with Jesus. But I, I, I started, I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. You know, we're going to possibly lose our house. Our house, which totally should have, should have sold. We had it on the market. It was not selling at all. And I found myself literally face down on the carpet, just, just asking God, what do you want me to do? Just please tell me what you want. I will do it, whatever you want. So I, I just got, just peace came over me. I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to school. And I am going to finish my degree because I still had like 10 credits to get my bachelor's and we will move back to Florida. Okay. So my house doesn't sell. There's one sign. Seven days after I sign up for, for college to finish, I booked part on two and a half men. So I was like, okay, this is a sign. I'm, 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 I'm thinking that I'm supposed to stay. <laughs> that kind of like just kind of jump-started everything again. But what really jump-started it was me surrendering because I'm a control freak and I thought I could control everything. And right around this time, I remember I got baptized at my church and, you know, so, you know, talked to my pastor and everything. And so as he was, you know, about to, you know, baptize me, he's like, you know, you're not in control, right? He's in control. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's very obvious. And then after that, like, I'm not saying things became easier because this business is up and down, but I really feel like I was called to do more. And I, what I mean more is using my acting. I believe he put it on my heart to be an actress. And, but I need to do something more with it. So getting God's Not Dead was literally an answer to prayers. That's really awesome. You know, it, it's interesting. I see, you know, I work with a lot of what I would call high performers who, you know, who love Jesus, but that that whole God's grace versus control is always kind of a juggling act, I think, for us as people. And, you know, we know that living in God's grace doesn't mean that we just go sit on our couch and have God go do everything for us. You know, we have to walk in step. I still think a lot of people, you know, struggle with that. One of the best definitions that I've heard on grace that I really enjoy is that it's God's ability, you know, that I might be the one walking and moving and, and showing up at the office or showing up for the audition, but it's really God's ability working in me 
that's making, you know, that's, that's moving things forward and giving me the ability to overcome. So Jennifer, you mentioned, you mentioned faith and, you know, you also kind of in telling your story, I'm sure that for a lot of our listeners, when they think of Christians in the entertainment business, wild things and two and a half men are not the first things that, that pop into their mind. You know, talk to me about just the decisions that you've made as a believer and just the role that your faith has played in helping to shape your journey as an actor. It's not that I wasn't a believer. I've always believed in God, but he wasn't as central to my life as he is now, like in the past, I'd say 13 years. But the way I looked at my career before that was really more kind of mercenary. Whatever, whatever job I got, like, awesome. I wanted to work. I wanted to get paid. And, but he really changed my heart a lot. And now when I, when I think of a project, I really pray about it before. And you would see some of these different ones that I've worked on that you wouldn't say they're not really Christian friendly. I really feel that I was supposed to do them. And I find those characters interesting. And it doesn't matter really what what show it is on to me, as long as the character is, is honest in a, in a good way or a bad way, I want to see something in these people. And you know what? There's so much bad in the best of us. And there's a quote, so much good in the worst of us and bad in the best of us that it ill behooves any of us to find fault with the rest of us. I enjoy finding things in different roles. So but there are things that I would, I absolutely say no to because I just, I don't feel comfortable. You know, I prayed about it and go, you know what, that's not right for me. Also, now I have two children and I look at things differently because my son is a teenager and I have to take these things into account for, for them. So I, I, I don't have an all across the board, no, I would never do this because the moment I say never, that's the next thing I'm doing. So I really just, each role, I just, I just really like, the spirit just leads, okay, is this, is this a good match for you or, or not? I think that's a great perspective. And, you know, I've, I've come back to this quote a couple times, but I think it was Devon Franklin, the producer, it was on my show a few episodes back. And, you know, he brought up, he brought up that when God really called Joseph and gave him this influence in Egypt, that he didn't pull him out of Egypt to go back to Canaan. And I think in, you know, most Christians' mind, it's, you know, it's, you know, when you kind of get, you have this, you know, God moment, you get saved. Well, of course, you go, you get out of the world and you go into this Christian environment and that's where you're going to serve and work. And, you know, but God kept Joseph in Egypt to be an influence. And, and I think that, you know, if, if every Christian left Hollywood, I think that Hollywood would look a lot different and a lot darker than it even does now. And, and so I, I just think that, you know, there's a really opportunity there for influence. And I'm sure it's also, you know, the, there's the challenge, and I've talked to other actors where you have to really know yourself well enough to, because you can probably talk yourself into about anything, but, you know, just that connection with, with Christ that you're mentioning, you know, to really be able to go to him and say, what do you think about this one? Is this right for me? Probably becomes so crucially important in that decision-making process. Absolutely. It, it does. And, and you're right. You can, you can talk yourself into anything, but you, you also mentioned, uh, you know, Christians in, in Hollywood, 
yeah, if we all left, it would look different. And I look back how one of the main influences in my life that actually made me turn towards Christianity was a good friend of mine and her family. And it wasn't by what she said or what she did. So if I'm going to be an influence in Hollywood, it's not going to be from telling people this is what you should do. It's how I conduct myself on set, how I, I live my life. Then I think that speaks volumes. So yeah, I would love to be, to have an influence in Hollywood. I don't really believe it's going to be by me, you know, telling everybody what they should believe, but I would think just living my life and go, oh, well, that's how you do things. Why do you do it that way? And then if that's an opportunity to talk about my faith, why I do the things I do, then awesome. You know, you mentioned you mentioned being on set, and obviously a major part of your career has been the time that you spent on, on Two and a Half Men. I think I read someplace there's over or around 40 episodes or so that you appeared on that. You know, what was that experience like? And, you know, that was that was kind of during the time that, you know, you were you were following Christ. What was the atmosphere there? And did you find it difficult or easy to, in order to be a light in that environment? The whole time with Two and a Half Men, God definitely had his hand in it the entire time. And in hindsight, I see it more than during it. First off, that whole experience for me was amazing. It was literally a gift from God to me and to my family. And I know that there's a lot of people whose experience during that time was completely different. But mine was, I had, my, my daughter was four months old when I got that. And my son was, what's four and a half, five years old. So I was very busy with young children. I also did continue with college. So I was finishing my degree at the same time. And then all of this happened. So I feel like I had blinders on the whole time. I was just, I didn't have time really to get sidetracked. And to me, everybody was, was wonderful there. You know, I feel like Chuck Lorre gave me this amazing opportunity to, you know, to be on this show. So I was so thankful. Charlie was really cool to work with, as was the rest of the cast. And I didn't, I was so naive. I didn't know any of the other stuff that was going on. You know, looking back, could I see, oh, maybe. But, you know, that's why I think I was being protected, because I just, I focused on my work. Then I went home to my family. And I, I just, I also, at that time, I didn't, I really wasn't online. I didn't, I didn't know a, a, a lot of any tabloid stuff. So I was, I truly knew nothing that was going on until the end. But you know what? I had a, I had a great relationship with everybody. And Charlie, when he was going through things, I remember I would tell him all the time, I'm going to pray for you. I prayed a lot for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> was, was he receptive to that? Yes, he was. That's cool. A really cool guy to work with. Obviously, he was having his own issues, but you know what? He didn't really bring it to work, at least while I was there, because I know the, the next season was a little, a little different. And again, 
God was protecting me because I didn't get picked up to come back that next season. He really works in in amazing ways. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So talk to us a little bit about this new this new project, God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. How, you know, you talked a little bit about kind of that that happening for you, but are you guys done shooting already? Yeah, we're we're done shooting. I was just, I was really excited. I remember when I went on the audition, it, it, it happened so quickly. I went on the audition, I want to say September, the beginning, and, you know, met the director, and I felt like it was really great, and I was, I was, I was praying for that. And I didn't hear anything, and I didn't hear anything, I didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, well, all right, what are you going to do? And, and then I just, again, I was like, God, you know, if, just let me know the direction you want me to go. Like, what? What, what am I supposed to do next? Literally the next day, my manager said, oh, you're getting an offer for God's Not Dead. I was like, what? Okay. And I hadn't even read the full script. And so then I'm like, I need it immediately. And I loved it. I mean, I, I loved the first two movies because, uh, you know, the kids and I went to go see them and we really, really enjoyed them. And then I read this and I, I loved it even more. It's so current as to things that are going on in our world right now, social unrest and conflict. And I just, I, I really love the honesty of it. And um, the, the part that I play, she, I've found so many more similarities between us that I really, really enjoyed. If you enjoyed what you've heard so far on the Lucas Miles Show, I hope so. But if you are somebody who's out there and you're going, I need more of this, well, I have some good news for you. If you go to the App Store, you can download an app called the Oasis Network for Churches. That's the Oasis Network for Churches. And it is a free podcast, and you can listen to my Sunday morning sermons, messages. Uh, there's free videos on there, all sorts of goodies. And you can also live stream the Sunday morning services at the church that I speak at, which is Oasis Church in Granger, Indiana. And uh, you can visit that through the App Store. And now back to our guest on The Lucas Miles Show. Are you able to give us any kind of synopsis of the plot? So my character, Meg, she has, you know, quite an interesting story that I won't give away. But right now she has a, a restaurant that she is really a ministry. She serves homeless people. And it's not like just a soup kitchen. They sit down and they order off the menu. So she's really a, a servant, and she and Pastor Dave start a friendship. And, you know, she's, she's had a lot of heartache in her past, so she's helping him through some that he's going through. And in this movie, you get to see a lot more of, uh, of Pastor Dave's, his struggles and his personal side. And um, I, I find it really interesting. I think I think the fans are really going to like seeing that. And then some, you know, some some of the characters from from the first movie are back, which is awesome. And I just think it has a really just positive, hope filled message. But I do also like a, a lot of it. And I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to like one of my favorite lines in this film. And another character says is, 
we all know, everybody knows what the church is against these days, but it's getting harder to know what they're for. And I loved that because we shouldn't just be against things. We need to be for things. We have two commands, love God and love people. So I really, really like how they kind of shine a little light on, on how Christians are perceived today sometimes. Some Christians are perceived. Absolutely. I, th- I think it's kind of the difference between being a, be, being a rebel or being a revolutionary. You know, rebels are known for what they're against, and revolutionaries are known for what they're for. And, you know, really, the gospel is the most revolutionary idea to ever exist on this earth. It's the, the greatest message of freedom, you know, and deliverance that there ever could be. And I, I think you're right. There are, you know, unfortunately, I think in people's zealousness to see holiness and righteousness and these things exist on earth and see people set free, I think that there is a blurred line to, sometimes in the church between, you know, what we're, what we're for and what we're against. And I think that continuing to bring the conversation back to the reason why we have this hope and really what is that, you know, the reason why we take this, this gospel to the world and the reason why we create Christian media is because we're for something and not because we're just against something. I think that's such a great, such a great truth. So love that quote. It's awesome. I've known a lot of crew and some people that have been involved in past the first two portions of this franchise. Did that film in Arkansas as well? I do not know. Um, I think, I think God's net dead two was in Arkansas. I don't believe the first one was. Okay. Was the third one filmed there? Yes, it was. Okay. All right. How was, how was that experience? Just, you know, I mean, it's not, it's a lot different than, you know, driving over to CBS studios. What was the experience kind of being on location like that for you? You know what? It was, it was, it was really great because well, there's, there's always challenges, but the whole crew from top to bottom was amazing. So I really like, as far as production, they were, they were, everybody was on their game. They were so accommodating. It was wonderful. As a mom having to go out of town, sometimes it becomes challenging. Like my daughter, I think FaceTimed me 15 times a day, <laughs> literally, because she's only nine. You know, my 14 year old, he was like, hi, mom, how's it going? You know, he missed me, but not like my daughter. So it, that, that part sometimes is challenging. And my daughter would be like, I, cause she was so excited when I got this. I mean, crazy excited until she found out it was in Arkansas. And then I don't like these people. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. She's like, I don't like your job. I'm like, baby, I want her to know that I love my job. I love what I do. I don't like that sometimes it takes me away. And I, I try to reiterate that, like, there's nothing more important than you. But I love what I do, and I hope and pray that you find something that you love to do just as much. And, you know, I hope on nine-year-olds, some of it is lost. But I hope that as she gets older, she'll, she'll understand that. 
I'm sure that she will. And probably once she gets to go to the red carpet premiere of this and see some of her favorite oh, uh, <laughs> Christian celebs and those things there, she'll, en- she'll enjoy that. So now, okay, so speaking of, of home life, I read here that you are cooking from scratch is one of your favorite things to do. Is there, is there a cookbook in your future? Oh, uh, I don't know about that. I, I do. I like healthy, clean, organic food. And that really started because like as a kid and all like up through my 20s, I used to get sick a lot until I realized that it was the food that I was eating. I can't have preservatives. It just, I just, it just makes me sick. So I started just making everything from scratch. And my dad being from Italy, we used to call it Nona Pizza that his, my grandmother used to make, made homemade dough. And, you know, so my dad taught me how to make that. And then I got like a bunch of their recipes. And, and I, like, I, I, I like cooking and I like cooking fresh things, healthy things. I like to improvise when I cook. So I just, you know, make things up as I go. The problem with that is when I bake, because when you can't really improvise when baking, so the baking part doesn't always work out really well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a cookbook with my my Nona's recipes. <laughs> there you go. I, you know, I I think that most people it's like it, it's kind of like people don't golf and fish. They either golf or fish, and I think that people either bake or cook, you know, they don't typically typically don't do both. You know, it just seems to be there's a skill set exchange there. So I love seeing, you know, people like yourself that are believers that are, you know, really doing their part to kind of be a, a local and and really a national light for for Jesus in, you know, with your sphere of influence in in an industry that, you know, isn't always known for that. And so really kudos to you for just the efforts that you're making in that. If before we kind of wrap up things, if you were to speak to maybe the young actress from the Midwest who's thinking about making a jump to LA and, but she's a believer and she's trying to figure out how to navigate this. What kind of advice would you have for her? That's a hard one because also as a mom, I'd be like, find something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) People ask me all the time, Oh, are your kids going to do that? And I'm like, no, heck no. You know, I think my daughter might have it in her, but I won't push that only because I know my path, was wasn't easy. It it's not a it's not an easy life. If he has placed it on your heart, just really just prepare. Do everything that you can where you are. Do local theater. Do your high school plays, you know, small towns like Arkansas. You know, do the things you can do there to learn about the business before coming out here. You know, if you are gonna move out here and really just just don't forget God's plan in all of this. You know, I, it's hard. I would just say, just don't lose sight of who you are. I think that's, I think that's great advice. And I think there's probably a few parents out there taking notes because obviously there's so many kids that want to be, you know, in the industry and they see these things, they get inspired. But I think that really, no matter what you're doing, not losing sight of who you are is really great advice. My guest today is Jennifer Taylor. You can see her, among other things, in God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness, the newest installment of the franchise. We'll have some dates and times and web links in our show notes for this episode. Jennifer, real pleasure to have you on the program today. Thanks for being on the Lucas Miles Show. Oh, thank you so much, Lucas. If you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of my book, Good God, 
the one we want to believe in but are afraid to embrace, I want to encourage you to do so. It's available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, you can find Good God there. So grab a copy. You can also always get a copy at lucasmiles.org. And after you read it, I'd love to hear from you. If you liked it, hate it, shoot me a message. Let's stay in touch and make sure and keep visiting lucasmiles.org. That's all I have for you for today, but make sure and head over to iTunes and download the Lucas Miles Show and head over to faithwire.com where you can always get the Lucas Miles Show exclusively there and listen to our newest episode. We have all sorts of exciting guests, so check it out, the Lucas Miles Show.